China is negotiating a new training facility in Cuba. Should we be worried about this? We're going to talk about this today on the left wing. My name is Desmond Price. I'm the host of the Independent Thought Podcast, joined by my co-host, John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, and our guest for this week, Connor Hallblive, a former congressional candidate from Kentucky's 5th District. So I'm going to read this straight out of an article uh, posted by the Wall Street Journal talking about China negotiating a new military training facility in Cuba. This is not finalized yet, but the negotiations do seem to be at an advanced stage. So we're going to talk about exactly what's going on here and then what the repercussions might be. Should we be worried about this? So directly from the article, China has been negotiating the creation of a new joint training facility on the Caribbean island nation of Cuba, creating concerns that could lead to the stationing of Chinese troops in the waters off of the U.S. Now, the newspaper reported that discussions between the two countries are in the advanced stages, but have not concluded. The report said the officials from the administration, uh, from the Biden administration, have been trying to discourage their Cuban counterparts from finalizing this deal. Now, this report came a day after U.S. Secretary Anthony Blinken, and we'll get to this uh, meeting here in a moment, completed a two-day visit to Beijing, where he met with President Xi Jinping. This is the highest level visit to China by a U.S. official to date. The meetings came at a time where heightened tensions between the two superpowers are really kind of at an all-time peak. Uh, they both sides hailed modest progress, in quotations, in lowering the temperature during the meeting and competed, have committed to more diplomatic engagements with further high-level U.S. visits coming in the, Nash, in the next couple of months. Now, some of the, um, some of the tensions that they were referencing, because for those who might not be aware, uh, this has kind of been going on for the last you know, year plus now, kind of going back to last summer, where President Biden said that you know we would help if China decided to go into Taiwan and try to take the country over in a military presence, that the U.S. would send troops to Taiwan to defend it from a Chinese invasion, as he put it. And a couple of months later, our at the time Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi went to go visit Taiwan, which was the highest kind of um, uh, the highest uh, person to visit the country from the U.S. since 1997. And then obviously, for those who remember the Chinese spy balloon incident that happened earlier this year, at that point in time, our two militaries have ceased conversations with each other and they have not gotten back into communication with each other since that time. So uh, Secretary Blinken did go back, go to China to try to kind of smooth things over a little bit. And during that meeting back here at home, President Biden was uh, said to uh, to people at a donors meeting that uh, Xi Jinping was in fact a dictator. So in real time, kind of undercutting the efforts being made by a secretary of state. And kind of the question I wanted to pose to you guys really quickly here is that this is all kind of unfolding the issues that we're having with uh, with Cuba or not with Cuba, with China happening in Cuba. Should we be worried about what's happening uh, with China potentially putting troops in a country that's only 100 miles off the shore of Florida? Or is this a story that we shouldn't really be focusing on too much? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very big deal. Anytime we're talking about foreign relations between two of the the two biggest militaries, the two biggest economies in the world, every single little movement of the needle is incredibly important. Is what's being reported in the media always what's going on behind closed doors? No, but I, I do think that a military base in Cuba is incredibly significant. They look back to the Cuban Missile Crisis when legitimately the world almost ended, and that was about 
military action in Cuba. Um, I think that is it important is largely because of the Monroe Doctrine, which is for those who are unaware, essentially the U.S. says the entire Western Hemisphere is our sovereign territory and any essentially any nation, you know, that that puts military there is a threat against the United States of America, which is an absurdly hypocritical policy, because if you look at China, we have military bases and troops right over in Japan, over in South Korea. We have the thing that they are trying to do in Cuba over by China. And if China reacted the same way that we are probably going to to this military base, it would start a war. Um, so I, I think that there is there's two questions here of what is going to happen and what idealistically should happen because there there's no way that those two things are the same thing. Yeah, John, I'd, I'd go off on that too. It's uh, I think it's a big deal because we're going to make it a big deal. I don't believe that China is going to invade South Florida anytime soon from their Cuban base. Uh, that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried really about is kind of a Cuban Missile Crisis situation where uh, an accident, uh, a some sort of confusion, uh, a Chinese boat going off course. Um, that's the thing that I'm always worried about when it comes to to, to these types of actions. Uh, I think this this is and like but like I said, I don't think that this is China about to invade the U.S. and we shouldn't be warmongering over it. I think that this is also one of the stories that we have to where we can critique maybe the uh, so-called left uh, that we see sometimes that are, uh, are, are very anti-US imperialism, but uh, you know Chinese imperialism and Russian imperialism and those things happen as well. Uh, yeah. So maybe it's good to, to, to look and see where, where those people's uh, heads are at because I, I probably support China in a lot of ways in, uh, more than uh, kind of most people in the mainstream news and uh, take a very kind of critical approach to it. But uh, I don't think it's good for ch any sort of imperialism, Chinese imperialism, US imperialism or otherwise. But if you're gonna have the certain people who say US imperialism is terrible, but don't have any sort of critique or any sort of critical analysis when it comes to uh, other powers that may show you where they really lie. But as far as, um, as, far as China uh, directly attacking the US, I don't see that happening. I'm worried more about some sort of accident or some sort of confusion. Yeah, you know, it's there's a lot of hypocrisy that comes with th this story because, you know, while this is happening right now, you can kind of predict the political um, ramifications of this. You know, as we're going into the 2024 election, people use this as an excuse to further attack Biden for for quote unquote weakness, to which I'm kind of worried that that might lay the groundwork for a Republican administration if they were to be elected in 2024 whether that be Trump or DeSantis, to come in with a more hawkish view and to create tensions for the fact that there is now a Chinese military facility if this does in fact get built in the nation of Cuba. And they'll probably be able to drum up enough support in order to do so if they chose to, because the right has been very anti-China for a long time now. And it, it is very hypocritical on our part to be going out there saying that you know this would be in fact a danger at the same time where, as you alluded to, John, we have dozens of military bases in the Pacific. We have over 350,000 U.S. troops 
surrounding the nation of China. And we're talking about possibly going into Taiwan if China does, in fact, go to retake that nation, which they do claim as their own. That's I think that whole conversation is a different conversation for that, a different that sentence day. that you just said there, Desmond. Yeah. That's a two hour long conversation. It, it, it really <laughs> is. It, it really is. But, you know, I, I think one of the things that I, I, I kind of stopped myself with this story because I wanted to take a deeper look into it is if they're in the advanced like talks of this all happening, how did we not hear about this before? And I, I kind of wanted to go a little bit back to the article we brought up before. So I'm going to put this up on the screen really quickly here uh, from that article, that Wall Street Journal article has said that meanwhile, uh, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters on Tuesday that it's no secret or surprise that China is trying to improve their influence or their reach. It's not like we aren't aware of it. It's not like we haven't been monitoring it. We'll continue to take the steps to do so to be able to protect our own secrets and our national security. This latest report came days after the Biden administration confirmed that China has been maintaining surveillance operations in Cuba for years, which were upgraded in 2019. This was actually part of the reason, again, the negotiations that Secretary Blinken were, was going over to China to talk about. And while he was there, he kind of you know, bucked what President Biden had said last year about defending Taiwan. Secretary Blinken said recently that the U.S. does not support uh, Taiwan independence and said going further that one of their reasonings for this being such a crucial, important thing, why the, the Taiwan piece is so important, is because 50% of commercial container traffic goes through the Taiwan Strait every year. 70% of semiconductors are manufactured in Taiwan. If as a result of a crisis were taken offline, it would have dramatic consequences for virtually every country in the world. So I, I think for those who might be just trying to figure out like why we're so interested in all of this, that's some of the reasonings why Taiwan is such a important, I guess, piece for the U.S. and why they're constantly talking about it, why it's a thing that we keep going back to time and time again. And, and the next question I really kind of want to ask you guys here is, is U.S. kind of interference in Taiwan, is, is that something that we should be advocating for? Or should we be kind of like stepping back and saying that has nothing to do with us? If China says it's theirs, they should just take it. Or should we be more involved in China potentially recapturing Taiwan? What, what are your thoughts on this? Even the way that you stated that statement is yeah. incredibly biased. Um, and bias might, it, it is leaning. It is a leading question because yeah. if you ask someone on kind of the other side of that question in China, they'd be like, what do you mean retaking Taiwan? Taiwan is China. You know, and so it's the the mass of ambiguity surrounding Taiwan, the fact that the U.S. hasn't actually like that statement of we don't support Taiwan independence. They also don't support Taiwan being part of China, like like, like they, they we as you know, an official U.S. stance, both think that Taiwan is part of China and it isn't. Um, and that seems to just be the way it's going to be if china wants to you know invade taiwan because they don't like what things are going on there i don't think that it's in our best interest to do anything about it um i think that it's not really our place um we could use you know a, a, 
any excuse, you know, th there's many excuses that we could use to start a war with China if we wanted to. That one, to me, doesn't move the needle anymore in terms of this is going to be good for mankind. Um, it, it, so it, to me, if that's what happens, it, it, that's what happens. You want to provide support to Taiwan the same way we're doing with Ukraine? Sure. You know, but I, I don't think that it's a situation where the U.S. should start World War Three. Uh, because China's invading Taiwan um, slash itself. Um, Connor, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Connor, I, be, I, I wanted to ask you this particularly because, you know, as a person, you were running for Congress. I mean, I, I have here, right from a Reuters article last September, President Biden said on the record that U.S. forces would defend Taiwan in the event of what he referred to as a Chinese invasion. And so it is a really murky area that we kind of find ourselves in. And this is coming, again, from a Democratic president, you know, so someone who always claims to be less hawkish, somebody who got us out of, you know, Afghanistan, you know. So I think this is an important conversation for people on the left to be having. Like, what is the stance with Taiwan? Yeah, uh, yeah, thank you for that question. I think you both have made excellent points when it comes to this. And as someone who um, ran for office and ran for federal office, you know, these kind of questions, especially when it comes to uh, foreign affairs or, uh, you know, defense strategies, this this has been very important. I think that the biggest thing that um, I'm worried about when it comes to uh, China, when it comes to Taiwan, and when it comes to specifically President Biden's response to this is uh, this level of murkiness. As you said, uh, you know, um, the, what, what Nancy Pelosi going over there with, I believe, without coordination from the the, the White House, uh, mm -hmm. from President Biden's remarks at what was essentially a, a fundraiser. And we may be able to parse through the kind of the rhetoric when it comes to a fundraiser. But over in China, they may they may just, you know, take his words at face value. Um, I, I think it's 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 very scary. And what, essentially what I think that any sort of Democratic president with a uh, huge amount of support needs to do, you know, the same person, like you said, the same person who's President Biden, who would get out of Afghanistan, go against the grain, take the the hits and and go through it actually very successfully, which I commend him for, is also the same person who I, I'm worried would uh, begin or stoke a conflict with China over Taiwan. Uh, and that sort of discrepancy, I think, is, is the most terrifying. Um, you know, we have our, uh, we have obligations to Taiwan, we have, uh, you know, communications with China, but whatever it is, it needs to be set from the White House down. And I'm just not seeing that at the moment. I'm seeing a lot of, um, a lot of confusion and a lot of people not speaking to each other. Having Nancy Pelosi go over there, uh, basically with no one's uh, input, it, it it's stoking a fire that doesn't need to be. I think that what the word you just said there that is really important is confusion. And I do yeah. think for one of the first times in my life, I'm confused about the U.S. military stance when it comes to something. Because like if you you mentioned the weather balloon earlier, Desmond, yeah. the spy balloon, you know, whatever you want to call it. That was weird. That was a very <laughs> weird. I think we could all like agree whatever your thoughts on about it were. It's weird that the U.S. military allowed it to just keep flying. Like, in my understanding of the U.S. military, they like to shoot things. They like to blow things up. They are very, very much like the Monroe Doctrine is like, 
overaggression all the time. When it comes to defending the U.S., it is the absolute most aggressive path possible. I guess not possible because that would be nukes, but like they don't mess around. And it does seem like the, the the general stance of the U.S. government, the U.S. military is a little bit more. Let's let China mess around. Is that because we're trying to normalize relations with China a little bit more, which is, you know, the the optimist in me, you know, it's like that's what it would want it to be. I think that it's in the best interest of America. I think it's the best interest of China. I think it's the best interest of humanity for America and China to hold hands, become partners and work together probably won't happen but i think that that's the obvious correct answer for everyone if we could get it to happen or is it that we china is some greater threat than what we thought the ussr was um that we feel like we have to you know allow them to operate more than we have allowed other countries to operate in the past not that we're necessarily afraid of them but we recognize that it's not worth starting shit um I don't I like I don't know the answer to these questions. I I have no idea. I would need, you know, much more classified information than I I or anyone else has access to, but it is definitely something like just like reading the tea leaves has become really hard when it comes to China. I don't know if you feel the same way, Desmond. I honestly don't know. And it's you're right about confusion because, you know, I I've heard several reports saying that there are both what you would refer to as hawkish elements and more dovish elements that are both present in the Biden administration. So it's kind of hard to know what's going to happen next, because it seems as though there's actually a live tug of war going on when it comes to our military direction within the Biden administration. This comes off the back of the Biden administration openly advocating for an increase in defense spending again. So taking the current number up to around $880 billion a year, and this is post us leaving Afghanistan, making no sense whatsoever that you would increase your funding after leaving a, a world conflict. So it, it, it's hard to know for sure, but I, I kind of want to just, uh, you know, kind of tap this off a little bit here. Uh, there is somebody else in the administration who is talking about the dangers of this conflict. Uh, the U.S. Defense Secretary, probably a person you know, good to listen to with these things, uh, did go on to uh, recently say, this is an article from CNN, that a Taiwan war would be devastating. And he was criticizing China. This was at a current, at a recent security conference. I'm going to read a little bit from this article. A war over Taiwan would be devastating, he said, and affect the global economy in ways that we cannot imagine. And that he underlined the U.S. support for the island's current you know, democracy, keeping it exactly the way it was. Conflict is neither imminent nor inevitable. Deterrence is strong today, and it's our job to keep it that way, saying that the whole world has a stake in maintaining peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait, and that conflict in the Strait would affect the global economy in ways that we cannot imagine. And I kind of want to just end by saying that not just the economy. But if for any reason the U.S. did engage in a war with China, you know, forget all of the kind of nightmare scenarios you've heard in the past about what potential wars with this country might mean or that country might mean. If the U.S. actually went into a war with China for economic reasons, for actual kind of like life loss reasons, this would be the absolute worst thing that could have happened to the entire globe in our lifetime. 